Turn with me in your Bibles this morning to 2 Peter chapter 1. Second Peter chapter one. <clears throat> Simon Peter, a servant and an apostle of Jesus Christ, to them that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you through the knowledge of God and of Jesus Christ, our, of Jesus our Lord. <clears throat> According as His divine power hath given unto us all things that pertain unto life and godliness, through the knowledge of Him that hath called us to glory and virtue, whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these you might be partakers of the divine nature. Y'all remember who Peter was, right? He was a fisherman. This sounds awful deep for somebody that used to catch fish for a living, don't it? Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises. Do y'all remember the exceeding great and precious promises that were given to you. That by these you might be partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust. And beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith virtue, and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patience godliness, and to godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you shall neither be buried nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But he that lacketh these things is blind and cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sins." Now, y'all really pay attention, starting in what I just read, verse 9. This is where I want to focus today. Wherefore, the rather, brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. What does that mean? It means make sure you know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, Make sure that you know so well that can't nobody say anything to convince you otherwise that you're saved and that God called you, right? And that your salvation is secure in Him. Make sure you know. Wherefore, the brethren, give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, you shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly into everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Wherefore, I will not be negligent to put you always in remembrance of these things, that you know them and be established in the present truth. 
Yea, I think it meet, as long as I am in this tabernacle, to stir you up by putting you in remembrance. The title of this message today is Don't Forget. Don't forget. There's a few things I want you to not forget. You look back in verse 4. Talks about those exceeding great and precious promises. And then you go on and you see in verse 9, it says, He that lacketh these things is blind, cannot see afar off, and hath forgotten that he was purged from his old sin. So don't forget that you were purged from your old sin. Now, why am I here telling you this today? Well, I see some of y'all sitting here today, and I'm not going to point no fingers, but I see some of y'all sitting here today that have forgotten. Right? There's a whole lot of y'all here today that have been saved, but you have forgotten how far you came. You've forgotten how bad a shape you were in, and some of you may have even slipped back that direction. But what you need to remember is that Your salvation is sure in Jesus Christ. Your salvation was provided. You don't have to go back and redo that. Just repent and start from where you are. You just start from where you are right then and you say, Father, forgive me, and He'll set you right back on the right path. What you need to remember is those exceeding great and precious promises. Look, you may not know them. You may have gotten saved and you may not have ever learned the exceeding great and precious promises because you never committed yourself to learning what His Word tells you. But I'm here to tell you today, you can start right now. You can pick up from the very beginning. You can start right now learning those exceeding great and precious promises. You see, God God came in the form of Jesus Christ. He came to save you from sin. He came to save you from eternal death. That in itself is an exceeding great and precious promise. But there's more than that, I promise you. It goes so much farther than that. Not only did He save you and bring you to life again, but He gave you a holy inheritance as a child of God. He adopted you. He brought you into His family. He gave you a seat at His table. And He calls you son or daughter. That's an exceeding great and precious promise. Something you can hang on to and say, I don't care what happens to me in this life. When it's done, I know where I'm going to be. I'm going to be with the Father. Because I have a place in His kingdom. Don't forget that He purged you from all of your sin. What does that mean to be purged? Just totally emptied of, right? Just washed away, man. He he totally washed all of that stuff away. You know, sometimes we sit in church and and we maybe 
you know, start feeling a little heat on us and and we'll come down to the front. We'll go through all these motions. And we ask, no matter how serious we are at the time, we may be very serious at the time, but we ask something that we may sometimes not fully understand. See, what we're doing when we receive salvation is you're saying, Jesus, I want You to be Lord of my life. What does that mean? See, do you understand what that means really? It's not just... Forgive me of my sins. Man, that's an awesome, huge part of it. But you're also saying, I give control of my life to you. See, that's what it means to be Lord of something. A Lord of something has control over it. Right? So you're saying, I want you to have control of my life. So then when a few weeks later, however long it may be, a few days, a few weeks goes by, and you begin to just go back and do those same old things again that you used to do, what you're then saying is, okay, I've had enough of you running my life. I want to do it myself again. Man, we all do that. Sometimes I'll flip back and forth several times during one week, right? I ain't proud of that. But human nature, you just want to take charge. You want to do it yourself, for yourself. And we begin to head down a wrong road. You know why we do that? Because whether a permanent or temporary thing happens, but we forget how He purged us from all of our sin. We forget that we owe a debt to Him. We forget that we signed on and made Him Lord of our life. We forget those exceeding great and precious promises that He made to us when we allowed Him to come in, right? And we decide for that little moment, I'm going to take charge. I'm going to do it my way. Because my way right now seems better. The Bible tells us that sin is pleasurable for a season. Ain't nobody here that can deny that today. Anything anybody ever told you, don't do that, man, that's wrong. It's fun. Right? For a little while. And it may seem like for a long time. You may go years. Man, this is I'm having the best time of my life. But man, I promise you, there's going to come a day you're going to start to see the destruction that that sin brings about in your life. You're going to start to see consequences for that sin that you paid. And even if you make it through this life, and you don't have to pay a single dime or or a moment of your time to that sin. You're going to pay all of eternity for that sin. So I want you to think about this today. I'm not trying to I'm not here to scare you. Listen. I'm not here to scare you. I'm here to remind you. You see Paul said he's going to do his most diligence and he felt it was his duty to remind you 
so you don't forget. He felt it was it was the thing that was most important was that he was going to do his due diligence to remind you of where you came from and where you ought to be. You see, even the best of us sometimes forget. Even the best of us sometimes get complacent and we, we begin to, to just sit and, 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 and everything seems to be okay, right? We sit in that situation so long that it becomes normal and we forget where we could be. We forget where God wants us to be. We forget what God called us to be. Listen, God called you for something. He called you for a purpose. There's a lot of dry faces on this row right here. <laughs> Either y'all are ignoring me or you thinking deep. <laughs> I'm not trying to embarrass y'all. They're all sitting there. <laughs> Listen. There's a reason why I'm not pointing fingers at nobody's today. <laughs> because I couldn't point fingers at you without pointing back at myself. We all come to a place in our life where we forget what God did for us. And we forget where we ought to be going. And we, we get off track sometimes. But you know what? It's not only those people that forget that are at fault. Why do you think Paul... I mean, I'm sorry, not Paul, Peter. Why do you think Peter was saying this to these people? He wrote this letter to these people, right? Why was he doing that? Because that was his responsibility to remind fellow believers of where they ought to be. It was his responsibility. You know what? It's our responsibility as Christians, as church members, members of the body of Christ, whether it be all-inclusive or here in this one church, it's our responsibility to look after those that fall away. It's our responsibility. And if they slip away and nobody does nothing, you know who's at fault? Well, obviously they are, but we are too. We are too. You see, we can't keep other people from sinning. I can't force Jerry to never sin. If I do that enough, you know what? He's going to sin by having hatred toward me. I can't force someone not to sin. Parents, you can't make your kids not sin. You can lead them in the right way. You can lead them. But you can't force them. But you know what you can do? When you see them stray off, you can holler at them and say, Hey, don't you remember what Jesus did for you? Don't you remember what you're called to be? You know, parents, you need to start looking at your kids at an early age. Figure out what it is God has for them. 
begin to speak prophecy into their life. Begin to call them before God and say, God, watch over my children. Give them a calling from You. Give them a purpose in their life. You've got to instill those things in your children. And you know what? It's not too late. I don't care how old they are. It's time for all of us as a, as a corporate body to turn to Christ. Turn to Him and say, I don't care where we've been. I want to start right now today remembering the goodness and graciousness of our God. If we turn back to God, what does the Word say? If we forsake our ways, forget all that stuff behind us, turn to Him and repent of our sin and put those wicked ways behind us, what does it say? He'll heal our land. You think our land is not in need of healing? Oh man, I'm here to tell you today it is. I was saved at a pretty young age. And y'all, I had a heart for God. But do y'all know, even though I acknowledge that God called me to preach at the age of 17, do y'all know I really still didn't understand what the goodness of God was. Do you know even though I acknowledged that there was a great and mighty Creator that was Lord of my life or should be, that there was this this supreme being that was in control of everything and that I could go to in prayer, I still didn't really fully understand what the goodness and, and greatness of God was and especially His exceedingly great promises. And do you know it was easy for me to sometimes forget about how He purged sin from my life and forgave me, washed me clean, and set me at His table as one of His own children. I still could forget that. Even from a young age, I knew what God was. I don't remember how old I was when I got saved. But... I was, you know, probably less than 10, I know. So I've known God all my life. I was raised in church. But even still, I can forget sometimes. And even to this day sometimes, I have to be reminded of what God did for me. What He continues to do for me. Every time I still mess up sometimes, and I go to God, I'm like, man, God, forgive me. I'm so sorry. I'm reminded, man, that is awesome that I can still go to God and get forgiveness of my sin. And when I get up from there, you know what? I feel washed clean. I feel made whole again. I feel like my relationship with God is restored. He doesn't withhold that from me because I failed. As soon as I ask for forgiveness, guess what? I receive forgiveness. So don't forget that. I don't care where you are in your life. I don't care if you're an early teenager. I don't care if you're 80 or 90 years old. I don't care. 
Paul didn't address a particular... I'm sorry, Peter. Man, I keep messing that up. Peter wasn't addressing a particular age group here. It doesn't matter how old you are. It doesn't matter how far away from God you've gone. He will still bring you back if you turn to Him. If you turn to Him. See, that's the, that's the catch. You have to turn back to Him. You have to turn away from your sin. And man, it's a hard, hard road sometimes. Sometimes, many times a day, you may have to turn away from that sin. But God will take you back. God will bring you back. So don't forget that. Don't forget that His exceeding great promises are that He will love you. He will never forsake you. He will never leave you. Man, those are exceedingly great in my opinion. Doesn't matter where I find myself. Doesn't matter what I've done. The Word tells me He will never forsake me.